Chapter Thirty Nine of the Little Minister. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Little Minister by J. M. Barry. Chapter Thirty Nine. How Babby Spent the Night of August Fourth. How had the Egyptian been spirited here from the spittle? I did not ask the question. To interest myself in Babby at that dire hour of Margaret's life would have been as impossible to me as to sit down to a book. To others, however, it is only an old woman on whom the parlour door of the manse had closed, only a garrulous dominie that is in pain outside it. Your eyes are on the young wife. When Babby was plucked off the hill, she thought as little as Gavin that her captor was robbed Dow. Close as he was to her, he was but a shadow until she screamed the second time when he pressed her to the ground and tied his neckerchief over her mouth then in the moment that power of utterance was taken from her she saw the face that had startled her at nanny's window half carried she was borne forward rapidly until someone seemed to rise out of the broom and strike them both they had only run against the doctor's trap and huddling her into a dow jumped up beside her he tied her hands together with a cord for a time the horse feared the darkness in front more than the lash behind but when the rains became terrific it rushed ahead wildly probably with its eyes shut in three minutes babby went through all the degrees of fear in the first she thought lord rintoul had kidnapped her but no sooner had her captor resolved himself into dow drunk with the events of the day and night than in the earl's hands would have lain safety next dow was forgotten in the dread of a sudden death which he must share and lastly the rain seemed to be driving all other horrors back that it might have her for its own her perils increased to the unbearable as quickly as an iron in the fire passes through the various stages between warmth and white heat then she had to do something and as she could not cry out she flung herself from the dog-cart she fell heavily in caddam wood but the rain would not let her lie there stunned it beat her back to consciousness and she sat up on her knees and listened breathlessly, staring in the direction the trap had taken, as if her eyes could help her ears. All night, I have said, the rain poured, but those charges only rode down the deluge at intervals, as now and again one wave greater than the others stalks over the sea. In the first lull it appeared to Babby that the storm had swept by, leaving her to Dow. Now she heard the rubbing of the branches, and felt the torn leaves falling on her gown she rose to feel her way out of the wood with her bound hands then sank in terror for someone had called her name next moment she was up again for the voice was gavin's who was hurrying after her as he thought down windy ghoul he was no farther away than a whisper might have carried on a still night but she dared not pursue him for already dow was coming back she could not see him but she heard the horse whinny and the rocking of the dog-cart dow was now at the brute's head and probably had tried to bite him, for he struck it, crying, Would you stand still till I find her? I heard her move this minute. Babby crouched upon a big stone and sat motionless while he groped for her. Her breathing might have been tied now, as well as her mouth. She heard him feeling for her, first with his feet, and then with his hands, and swearing when his head struck against a tree. I kin your within here and he muttered, and I hide you yet. I have a gully knife in my hand. Listen. He severed a windstock with the knife, and Babby seemed to see the gleam of the blade. 
what do i mean by wanting to kill you he said as if she had asked the question do you know ken was said to me kill this woman it was the lord i win a killer i said but i'll cart her out of the country kill her says he why encumbereth she the ground he resumed his search but with new tactics i see you now he would cry and rush forward perhaps within a yard of her then she must have screamed had she had the power but when he tied that neckerchief round her mouth he prolonged her life then came the second hurricane of rain so appalling that had babby's hands been free she would have pressed them to her ears for a full minute she forgot thou's presence a living thing touched her face the horse had found her she recoiled from it but its frightened head pressed heavily on her shoulder she rose and tried to steal away but the brute followed and as the rain suddenly exhausted itself she heard the dragging of the dog-cart she had to halt again she heard dow's voice perhaps he had been speaking throughout the roar of the rain if so it must have made him deaf to his own words he groped for the horse's head and presently his hand touched babby's dress then jumped from it so suddenly had he found her no sound escaped him and she was beginning to think it possible that he had mistaken her for a bush when his hand went over her face he was making sure of his discovery the lord has delivered you into my hands he said in a low voice with some awe in it then he pulled her to the ground and sitting down beside her rocked himself backward and forward his hands round his knees she would have bartered the world for power to speak to him he wouldna hear am i just cartin you to some other countryside he said confidentially the devil would just blah her back again says he therefore kill her and if i kill her i says they'll hang me you can hang yourself says he what wit i spears with a reins at a dog-cart says he they would break says i weel weel says he though they do hang you nobody'll miss you that's true says i and you are a just god he stood up and confronted her prisoner at the bar he said how you only think to say why sentence of death shouldn't be pronounced against you she does not answer she kens death is her deserts by this time he had forgotten probably why his victim was dumb prisoner at the bar hand back to me the soul of gavin dishart you winna did the devil your master summon you to him and say either that noble man or me mon leave thrums he did and did you or did you not drag that minister when under your spell to the hill and then marry him o'er the tongues you did witnesses rob thou and thomas woman she was moving from him on her knees meaning when out of arm's reach to make a dash for life sit down he grumbled or how can you expect a fair trial prisoner at the bar you've been found guilty of witchcraft for the first time his voice faltered that's the difficulty uh, for witches canna die except by burning or drowning there's no blood in you for my knife and your neck wouldna twist your master has brought the rain to put out o the fires and will hide to wait till it runs into a pool deep enough to drown you i wonder at you god you believe her master'll make the pool for her he'll rather stop his rain mr dishart said you was mere powerful than the devil but it does not look like it if you had the power how did you no stop this woman working her will on a minister you can't what she was doing for you cannot things mr dishart says you can all things if you do the mare shame to you 
would a shepherd that could help it let dogs worry his sheep get her it's fine to cry killer but where's the bonfire where's the pool you that made the heaven and the earth and all that in them is can you no set fire to some wet winds or change this stein into a mill dam he struck the stone with his fist and then gave a cry of exultation he raised the great slab in his arms and flung it from him in that moment babbie might have run away but she fainted almost simultaneously with dow she knew this was the stone which covered the caddam well when she came to dow was speaking and his voice had become solemn you said your master was mair powerful than mine and i said it too and all the time you was sitting here with the very pool aneath you that i had been praying for listen he dropped a stone into the well and she heard it strike the water what are you shaking at he said in reproof was it no yourself that chose the spot lassie say your prayers are you seeing em he put his hand over her face to feel if her lips were moving and tore off the neckerchief and then again the rain came between them in that rain one could not think babbie did not know that she had bitten through the string that tied her hands she planned no escape but she flung herself at the place where dow had been standing he was no longer there and she fell heavily and was on her feet again in an instant and running recklessly trees intercepted her and she thought they were dow and wrestled with them by and by she fell into windy ghoul and there she crouched until all her senses were restored to her when she remembered that she had been married lately how long dow was in discovering that she had escaped and whether he searched for her no one knows after time he jumped into the dog-cart again and drove aimlessly through the rain that wild journey probably lasted two hours and came to an abrupt end only when a tree fell upon the trap the horse galloped off but one of dow's legs was beneath the tree and there he had to lie helpless for though the leg was little injured he could not extricate himself a night and a day passed and he believed that he must die but even in this plight he did not forget the man he loved he found a piece of slate and in the darkness cut these words on it with his knife me being about to die i solemnly swear i did not see the minister marrying an egyptian on the hill this night may i burn in hell if this is no true shined rob dow this document he put into his pocket and so preserved proof of what he was perjuring himself to deny End of chapter thirty nine